What's going on everybody? My name is Tristan and you're about to watch the Bethel Moments podcast. But before we get into this, make sure you subscribe, comment, and share. What's up family? Welcome to episode 17 of the Bethel Moments podcast. Today, guys, I have my special friend, associate pastor at Living Waters Church. He's an amazing man. He's going to be leading worship with Bethel Moments pretty soon. And we're going to be doing encounter rooms, guys. We got a lot coming your way, but he he's just like blessed me so much we had an arrived revival group the other day where he just like prophesied over me and i just felt him you know and and he's a powerful man of god and i believe god is doing something big with pete talbot so i, I already said his name but i want to introduce you guys to pastor pete talbot welcome i'm so hey, excited man. to have you man man it is so good to be here it's such an honor uh to be with you you know and like seeing you i, I just said this a moment ago to you but just seeing uh how this blessing and just seeing your heart is such a blessing uh to be a part of it so it's good man good to be here such an honor to have you um so pete's got a word for you guys um we're gonna keep it short and then go into a discussion um so pete what do you have to talk to us about today oh man i feel like um i just want to start with a story so i'm a 90s kid right i grew up in the 90s um part of that culture, that church culture. I was a church plant in, uh, in Maine, because that's where we are now. We're in Maine. I'm, I don't know, 15, 20, maybe a half an hour uh, outside of Portland, the big city here. And now our big city is like 70,000 people metro, uh, or, or like greater Portland, I guess, would be like 500,000 people. The city is like tiny. But there's still such a... Um, such a mission field you know mm. uh and i feel like that's probably cliche to say uh it's such like a 90s you know uh a 90s church kid thing to say like it's such a mission field but but i grew up in the 90s where you know we were taught to evangelize in a certain way we were taught to um just kind of go after the the unsaved in a certain way mm. and uh, i remember thinking at a age when i was and uh when i was like evangelizing on the streets i had my tracks you know like uh if you were to die tonight you know if you're going to heaven or hell and i was handing those out passing those out and um but i remember thinking i'm like man i bet there's a better way i bet there's a better way to evangelize the loss i bet there's a way to like the bible says go the highways and the byways and um and to get them to come in, tell them to come in. And and I remember thinking at that time, I feel like the culture that the church is building right now is not very compelling. You know, it's more of like we're spending so much time on trying to convince people um, that God is good. And yet we're not living it. You know, we're not living that culture. And so I remember being uh just a young kid man i was like 16 17 i started leading worship when i was 15 um in different churches with different friends of mine and stuff like that we were a part of a church plant and again i'm this like 15 year old kid playing bass for the worship team and uh, not really having a clue uh what i'm doing and um i just kind of going through the motions you know going through like the church motions and not really seeing a ton of fruit. I, like I see like where I want to go, um, but I'm not going there because I'm just creating this culture 
um, that is based around like works and production and, and trying to produce, produce, produce. <clears throat> so, so finally, um, just remember later if now where I'm at learning and just kind of falling back into, again, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Then I had a revelation one day of Jesus. I don't know if you're familiar, and this was like not too long ago at all, but um, there was a Will Ray song, and um, I just remember being blown away by it, you know. Just take them all to remember and who I am. And there he goes lifting my load again. At that point in time, I'm like, that's such a simple song. But there's something about yoking up with Jesus. There's something about when we come in and we remember when, when our spirit man is finally like, yes, uh, you know, we finally remembering that we are the Lord's, you know, that my identity in the world identity isn't in my church culture. My identity isn't in this producing, producing, producing. My identity is not even in what senior pastor wants me to be, not even what my, my youth group wants me to be or the worship team, but who I am in Jesus. And then all of a sudden I had this revelation and it's probably one that many of you have had and probably at a younger age than me, but I remember thinking, man, if I yoke up with Jesus, then therefore I am, I am living from a platform of grace. I have, I have a grace to labor within his rest that I'm no longer laboring in vain. I'm no longer laboring to create my kingdom, to create the church's kingdom. But now when I yoke up with him, I am laboring with, with grace from a place of rest. And, um, and then I felt speak to me. There's something about bringing my culture that it, it just changes everything. Like the culture of heaven brings such change. The culture of heaven, when it invades earth, like Jesus to pray, when heaven invades earth, it just changes everything. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, Lord, that's what I want. Like, I don't want church culture anymore. I don't want this. I don't want to be a be a pastor i don't want to be a worship leader or a youth guy i don't want to be um anybody who just uh, like continues to create division uh within the church or even outside the church like I'm, I'm sick of like so much judgment and division and denomination and religion and kind of watering down um, what the gospel is you know he just told us to love love like him and if i love like him if I'm transformed and then transformed people, transformed cities, you know? And so uh, if y'all have your Bibles, I, I gotta, I gotta do, I'm such a pastor, man. You know, like you gotta have a word, right? You gotta have the, the preaching of the word. It's gotta be saturated in the word, you know, exegesis all the way, exegetical. And, um, but in Matthew three, I was thinking about this, John the Baptist, right? Let's read, let's read, right? In those days, Matthew 3, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And this blew me away, man. This blew me away. Like, 
Jesus started his ministry by saying, repent for the kingdom of God, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? But this is John the Baptist. And in the context, he's coming before Jesus. He's coming before Jesus to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? So here's what blows me away about this. In those days, verse one, John the Baptist came preaching. And like, if there were multiple, multiple people, you know, here, I'd say, say say that with me he came preaching in the wilderness of judea repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand for this is he who was spoken of by the prophet isaiah when he said the voice of the one in the wilderness uh, crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord uh, make his path straight and so i love that because in those days john the Baptist came, what, preaching, right? He came preaching. So when he was doing what he was anointed to do, he was included in seeing what the Father was doing, you know? And I feel like that that is so important, right? When there's a difference between me in the 90s, being a 90s kid, like 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, and like just trying to do everything in my strength, trying to evangelize those little tracks, you know? Um, there's a certain culture that I was trying to build, but it wasn't connecting with heaven. You know, that, like there was a disconnect and the disconnect was my own ego, my own, like my own pride, my own, um, the, what I wanted to see, right. What I wanted to see. And now I feel like some of the things that I wanted to see is what the father wanted to see in, in our culture, but I was doing it in my strength. Right. I was, I was not creating like a kingdom culture. It was the culture of the church, but I was blown away this because like it, when John the Baptist came preaching, when he came in his anointing, right? He, all of a sudden he, he understood what the Lord was doing. And so I feel like that's our first invitation is to like, just be so enveloped, just be so um, included in what we were anointed to do and, and not focus on like, look, Tristan, man, I love what you're doing. Right. But you're Tristan, you know, I can't be you. You can't be me. I can't be Bill Johnson, right? I can't be Chris Valentin, nor do I want to be those guys. Why? Because the Lord has called me to be me. The Lord has called Tristan to be Tristan. And that means because like, there's a beauty in, in what you're about to do as you, you know? And so I feel like that's the first start, first step of like a kingdom culture is, is understanding, Lord, I just want to be walking in the anointing that you've given me so that I can see what you see. Jesus only did what he saw the father do. He only spoke what he saw, what he heard the father say. And so therefore I want that to be us. You know, I, I want to only do what I feel the Holy spirit do. So, so John says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So John was preparing a way for the coming Lord who literally began who began his ministry with the same words. But if John was the one who prepared the way for the coming Lord, I feel like who will be the one, who will be the ones that prepare the way for his return, right? And so I'm like, Lord, I, let that be me. Let that be us. Let that be the church. Amen. You know, like church culture as usual, I feel like it just won't get it done. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we need this like apostolic reformation where in Ephesians two, like 
Paul says to the church in Ephesus that the foundation of the church is on the apostles and the prophets. Right. And so here we are today, 2000 years or whatever years later, right? We get this opportunity to be a part of such blessing of like the kingdom actually invading earth, right? Mm -hmm. Something that we've been praying for for so long. And I feel like we're, we're, I feel like we're this close, but at the same time, I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface, right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, excuse me, okay. but I propose that, I, I even think about it this way, when, when Jesus, when he was looking at Peter, right? I think of Peter the apostle, not Peter the one who denied Christ, not the not the Peter who started to sink. Um, but I think about the apostle, right? He he, Christ looked at and he pointed at him and said, "Upon this rock I will build the church, right? And the gates of hell, the gates of Hades, will not prevail." And in my Bible, like I've underlined and I've circled and I've like put in the margins, not prevail. Like upon this rock, I will not prevail, right? The gates of hell cannot withstand the power of heaven. And so that's where we are supposed to be. The church um, it is to operate under an open heaven, right? Yeah. And no longer can we be a church that keeps watering down the gospel you know, we, we can't keep um, we can't keep trying to convince people that God is good. We need to inspire people um, to be transformed. We need to inspire people by going there first, you know, by living first and um, to work in unity under this open heaven and, and to fully obliterate darkness, man, um, man, for future generations. Mm. And uh, I used to think like too, right? Like Tristan, you probably heard this, like um, the youth groups, right? Youth groups of the world, youth groups of the nation. You are the future, right? Have you heard that? Yeah. You know, I've spoken that, right? But um, I feel like, no, 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 no. They're not the future. They are the now. We are the now. We are the present. Mm -hmm. and, and to invest in that fully to invest in who we are to invest in the kingdom of god to invest in um in this culture and the kingdom culture is to invest not only in our youth groups um but in, in their children and their children's children um i just think it's amazing you know we're called to be the fathers and the and the mothers of this generation and to live transformed lives that transform cities wow. and uh Man, I think it's just so amazing what the Lord is doing. I feel like it's getting, it's getting youth. It's more than just getting youth groups to memorize scripture, right? Like we have youth group tonight and it's more than just going up there and be like, okay, let's now let's like memorize John three sixteen together and, and then break that down. What does this word mean in the Greek? What does this mean? But I feel like it's, 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 it's a calling for us to be the mothers and the fathers of this generation and to really go there first to, just as John the Baptist prepared a way for the coming Lord, now we get the honor of preparing the way for the return. Uh, we, get the, we get the honor to, to join um, with churches alike, you know? Um, another thing I, I feel like in the 90s I just didn't feel right about was um, 
church against church like oh don't come don't go to that church come to our church and here's why you should come to our church and and it was like almost like churches were in a competition with each other but man the brides for the bridegroom mm. you know we're one church yep you know i heard Haley braun the other day say um you know jesus isn't coming back for the pentecostals or the charismatics or the for the anglicans or the catholics but he's coming back for his bride and he's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. And that kind of, that blew me away. It kind of cut actually, you know, because it's like, Lord, let us be that bride. Let us be that bride without spot or wrinkle. Let us be that bride. Let us be the people that, that, that people know that we're different because we've been with the father, mm. you know, like, like that's, that's what I want. Like, I don't have the right as a pastor, as, as a human, like I don't have a right as a, as a child of God to water down the gospel um, based on what I do well, you know? Like, I don't have the right, I don't have the ability to reduce the gospel down to what I do well. Yep. Like, I have to constantly and perpetually be transformed by the renewing of my mind, <laughs> you know? And that, like... It hurts sometimes, you know, um, it, it kind of hurts because it's like, Lord, offend my mind. Use your word to offend my mind so that my heart can be revealed. And just as David prayed, search me and know me, search my heart, God. And Lord and Holy Spirit, we give you permission to pull out, eradicate thing that doesn't belong. You know, can we be that people? Can we be that people that say, Lord, here I am. I just, I just want to do your work. I just want to, I just want to be a part of bringing that kingdom culture, yeah. you know? And I used to think like, uh, people used to ask me when I was like, uh, 12 or you know in, in in elementary school right like um what do you want to be when you grow up and i was kind of that kid like i had like multiple different things i was interested in like baseball hockey um you know i was i was a i was good at i was good at sketching so people were like oh you're gonna be a good artist you know and i i started to learn music at a young age and like oh you're gonna be a rock star you're gonna be you know but i was like what do i want to be when i grow up and i remember thinking <laughs> At 12, dude, at 12 years old, I was like, man, I want to be a pastor. Mm. And I'm like, I didn't have any idea what I was like in for and what I was like actually saying. But I knew that there was something in me that was hearing, that was feeling from the Holy Spirit. Like, I want to be a part of this apostolic reformation where I actually, where we actually see the kingdom of God invade our church services to the point where it's no longer just the, right, like the, the, the word ecclesia, right? It's no longer just the coming and the gathering together. I feel like for so many hundreds of years and maybe more, but we've been so good at the gathering together and getting people in, like come to church and have a chance to win a free iPad, right? That's so kitschy, right? But like, we're so good at the gathering together in events, so good at events, 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 right? But I feel like instead of just trying to get these events together, it's it's no longer like the ecclesia is is the gathering together, but also the 
simultaneously, it's the sending out. It's the apostolic. It's the prophetic. Where it's, it's the gathering together because it is good to gather together. Like, let us gather together. Let us come corporately together and worship the Lord and let our worship, corporate worship services be amazing, right? And, and let there be a sound that resounds with heaven and joins with the angels. Let that be. But let not Sunday mornings be the only time that that happens, right? We are the church. We are the church. And we're... we're we're like no longer called to like keep our, our light in a, in a bushel or a basket, but it's the sending out, you know? So we are the gathering together. We are the sending out. We are the ecclesia. And I feel like it's so important that we remember that that's what we're here for, you know, to create and to cultivate a kingdom culture now, you know? And so with that said, like, I wanted to be a pastor. Um, but I remember doing sales before I was a full-time pastor. I've been a full-time pastor for almost 11 years here at Living Waters. And, um, and that's like leading worship. That's working with the youth. It's, uh, it's doing whatever, whatever I'm told, (laughs) but not in my own strength. You know, it can't be in my own strength. It's going to be partnering with him and partnering with Holy Spirit. But, um, but I remember doing sales before this and, thinking like when I was in sales, I I remember thinking, well, when I'm a pastor, then I can change the world. Right. Mm. Like when I'm a pastor, like then I can like go preach and be super fiery and be like super anointed and walk in that anointing and and Lord train my hands for battle, you know, and we get all like, we we get all fired up. Right. But then the Lord was like, yo, I feel like the Lord can say yo to me, but (laughs) it was like, uh, like what's stopping you from doing that now? Like what is stopping you from let, letting heaven invade earth on your sales route? Mm. You know, what's stopping me from being becoming more like Jesus when I'm working with my customers, you know? Um, because I, I hate the word salesman. I, I did, like I, I hated it and so I would avoid it, right? They'd be like, oh, here's our, here's our sales rep. And I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 no. I'm like a territory manager, territory specialist, you know, or account specialist, you know, because in my mind, I had this like poor association with salesperson because for me, it was almost like a nineties evangelist where it was like, I'm going to try all these like cliche ways to try to get you in, you know, but the Lord was like, okay, be the change, you know, like, what do you want to see different about that? How? How are you going to, uh, how are you going to be the difference? Yeah. You know? And then I felt like the Lord was like, what's stopping you from being like Jesus now in your sales route or in the supermarket or when you go to pick up your apple crisp oat milk latte, (laughs) you know, what, what is stopping you from being like Jesus to now where I have children where it's like, what's stopping me if if i can't be like jesus in my house in my home then i don't have any right to go before people in a congregation and tell them what to do if i can't do it first you know as the mothers and the fathers you know creating a kingdom culture it starts with like every single thing that we do is an invitation to see the face of jesus Mm. you know every single thing that we do 
man, again, I, I can't remember if it was Haley Braun or Ben Wilson or, you know, one of, some, one of those amazing people at Bethel, but what's stopping us? You might hear like, you might hear like right now, like they're, they're, they're letting school out. So there might be some <laughs> other noise, but it's okay. It's everything is good. But like, like what is stopping us from right now becoming more like Jesus? Wow. You know, and, and every single thing that we do, right? Like, like reading the scripture, drinking our lattes, taking the trash out, going to the supermarket just to buy milk, you know, helping that person cross the street, um, you, you know, like going to the bank and just doing business. Like what's stopping us from being like Jesus in every single one of those moments? Because in those moments, that's an opportunity for us to be, live as transformed people that transform culture, mm. transform cities, you know? And um, I, I also saw like everything is that invitation for that intimacy mm. with Jesus. You know, like every single thing, like being a worship leader, it's like, even now and like our church is, our church is on fire, man. Our church is like taking prophetic classes and, and they're just like going into the streets and like prophesying and like we're seeing like healings all the time. And, and so our church is on fire, right? But if that just only happens, like when the music starts at, at, at church and, you know, like worship doesn't happen when the first chord is struck with the guitar or the keyboard. Worship is, is, is an invitation to be that, to have that intimacy with Jesus in every single thing that we do, yeah. you know, and it's hard to be intimate. It's hard to be int intimate with a phone in our hands, you know? It's hard to be intimate when we're just like so distracted by a TV screen, you know, or it's hard to be intimate when we're just trying to produce, produce, produce in our own strength. But I feel like there's an invitation now more than ever, like, Lord, I want to pray this prayer of consecration. And, and Lord, I want you to even cut away what needs to be cut away, mm. you know? I feel like uh, we, uh, <laughs> there's people knocking on my door, but it's all good. Um, I feel like, do we have the, do we have the, do we have the guts, right? Do we have the courage to demonstrate the gospel in power mm. to the point where, man, like Paul's handkerchief, they healed people. That blows my mind. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. and like, do we have the courage to demonstrate the gospel and, and to live in such a way that it doesn't matter what people think? It doesn't matter what people say. And I feel like that's kingdom culture yeah. when we can come in and say, Lord, here's my yes again. I wake up in the morning. Lord, here's my yes again. Yeah. Here's here's my here's my heart. Again, search me and know me, you know. Psalm 1, I, I don't know what translation this is. I have it written down here, but Psalm 1, is, it said, uh, those who are blessed are found working in the kingdom of heaven. You know, it might be the Passion translation, but those who are blessed are found walking in the kingdom of heaven. 
the wicked, those apart from God, walk in the kingdom of man-made success. How many times as a pastor have I been working in like this man-made work, trying to just produce, 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 produce the best youth group, produce the best worship team, right? And the whole time, I'm like, the Lord's inviting us into this, yo, yoke up with me. My burden is easy. It's light. You know, my yoke is light. I just want to yoke up with you. You know, cultivating a kingdom of heaven, you know, means walking in God's ways. You know, the kingdom, the kingdom's way is love, it's peace, it's justice, it's mercy, grace, wisdom, faithfulness, holiness, you know. So that's where we want to be, you know, just yesterday, I, dude, I just want to, I just want to close it up with this. And I, I just want to like talk. I want to have a conversation. Yeah, let's, but, let's talk. Um, I had the, I had the privilege of preaching yesterday mm-hmm. and um, I didn't preach on this verse, but I thought of the verse in Hebrews. The, oh man, I don't have it written down right now, but the, the word of God is, is living and active mm-hmm. and it's like a sword. It's like a double-edged sword, a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I feel like we need to lean into the sword so that it can cut away what needs to be cut away, that we can be great ambassadors for Christ because no way can I bring a kingdom culture if I've got one foot over here in, in, in my humanity, if I've got, you know, my, uh, you know, just trying to do it in my own strength and then one foot over here saying, Lord, I, I, I kind of want to go, you know, but I, I kind of don't want to look like, I, I don't want to like speak in tongues in the street or I don't want to prophesy, you know, I don't want to do all this stuff. And, 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 and the Lord's like, you know, don't get any preconceived ideas. Just if, if, like who will go for me, you know, Mm. back when all the way in the prophet, like who will go for me? And so if the word of the Lord is like a double edged sword, I feel like that's this great invitation for us to, to lean in, to lean in to his sword. Yeah. So we can say, Holy spirit, search me and know me, you know, Something that I was just talking to somebody about was, you know, building all of Bethlehem and stuff for the past year has been interesting. You know, it started with um, me just making, like, I've told you this, but it started with me just screen recording other pastors and posting it. And I, and, <laughs> but in reality, it all started when um, I told God, I, well, I told myself that I didn't want to be on social media at all. So I cut social media off for months. You know, I was like, nope, no social media. I didn't even have a phone. And then um, I felt real drawn, like God saying, like, why, why, okay, you're, okay, so you don't want to be on social media because the enemy is on social media. Why are you allowing him to be on social media? So basically, I was just feeling God drawing me to change the, um, the culture of social media, like to where, like, be the light online, you know. Um, but then you get into that, I was making these screen recordings, and I was like, there's something missing here. And, uh, I didn't feel qualified. I felt like I can't make, I can't preach every day. I can't make a daily word. I cannot do that. And I tell you what, I, I didn't for a while. And I started to grow a little bit, but then I was like, nah, I feel God really calling me to start yeah. speaking. So um, I tried it and 
it was trash at first it was so bad and then um now man i i feel like my relationship with him has grown so much deeper just because of these this time i spend with him writing these things like um hearing his voice hearing um reading his word like i i just did a a word yeah today i uh, posted it it's like filling my thoughts with his thoughts you know like replacing replacing the nonsense of this world with the culture of his world you know um and it's beautiful but like when we go to church when we go to these other places i think it's hard to actually um do that have that moment unless you're open to it but i mean a lot of the times we go there and we dress our kids up we drag our families there and we put on the show like yeah. we're not we're not perfect like we're, we're not perfect but we're putting on the show like look at me you know i got yeah. my nice clothes on i got my whole family's dressed up we're all praising god but inside your body is yeah. like this is not true you know and I think that every time we do that, we're missing an opportunity to encounter God, you know, um, we're missing an opportunity to see, um, see a new culture, like rabble where people come as if it's a hospital, you know, wow. like, like I'm not perfect. My family's not perfect, but I'm coming to church to encounter you, God, to, to feel your presence, to pour myself out in worship and to, um, honestly open my heart to receive something like to enter your throne room, knowing that I'm not. I'm not good enough to be there, but you accept me, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but we build this culture where in church, like, it's like, like you said, you were talking about the rivalry of churches, you know, like, yeah. oh, you went to that church. Our church is better than that church. You need to be here to be under right. all covering. And I'm like, first of all, if to everybody that has had anybody tell you that you need to be under the covering of the church, the only covering you need to be under is the covering of Jesus Christ. His blood covers you. Um, no man can cover you. I mean, it, it's it's all about him. At the end of the day, he's our leader. He's our savior. He's our prophet. He's our pastor. He's our apostle. He's the king. And yeah. we we can't be putting people on pedestals, putting churches on pedestals, because at the end of the day, everything of man will fall. And yeah. it's it's so, it it's like, that's what we're trying to do here about the moments is build this culture to where, it's no longer about man. It's no longer about me, Tristan Baker. You know, it's no longer about Pete Talbot. It's no longer about um, all these big name pastors, but it's about Jesus, you know, yeah. making disciples that make disciples, people um, changing the culture because we go onto these platforms, we go onto these things and we see the enemy has these territories that he's just taking over constantly. He's taking over this stuff and we're just allowing it to happen. We see, we see people on the side of the road standing there with signs and we're like judging them as Christians. Right. We're judging them. We're like, oh, why don't they just get a job? But we won't go over there and pray for them and ask them why they feel you know, unqualified to get a job or what's actually going on with you. Like, how can I help you? We're afraid to get in the mess. You know, we're, we're, we're afraid to dig into the mess because we, we think that we, yeah. we're perfect or something or we, we're afraid. Sometimes we're just afraid. That's a real thing. We let fear dictate. Yeah our culture yeah. and when we build a culture on fear it falls there's nothing there's nothing more strong there's there's no foundation stronger than jesus so if you if you build your foundation on fear or build your foundation mm -hmm. on men it's gonna fall your building's gonna yeah. collapse it's gonna have rotting boards it's gonna have nastiness but the interesting thing about the foundation is it starts it starts with the foundation you build the building but you have to use the right tools and materials and you're going to be judged on the tools you use.
yeah the bible says so i just that's where i'm just like we need to dig deeper if you're in a church and you feel like you have to be perfect you need to repent of that just like dig deeper into god because he has something for you that's going to change your life like at least for me yeah yeah come on i even feel like man some people listening to this you might have some church hurts you know some uh burns you know and uh gosh i just want to and if i could i just want to speak on behalf of any pastor that has like hurt you mm-hmm. you know and just say i'm sorry you know like i feel like if the enemy can't get us with blatant sin which he has right because we give him those permissions but mm-hmm. if he can't get us with blatant sin he'll just get us busy mm-hmm. you know and he'll get us thinking like well, here's me just being spiritual. I'm waging war. I, I'm waging war against the enemy. Come on. And like you said, you know, hashtag church clothes. Let's go. Right. And um, and here's me just being busy, 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 missing it completely. Mm. And then burning out everybody around us. You know, I've got such close friends uh, that have just been so burned, man. And it breaks my heart because they're at a place where it's hard to even talk to them to try to create any, or I don't want to say create, cause that's probably the bad word, but in convince is definitely the bad, bad word, but um, just to see people hurt, you know, it, it, uh, it bites. Um, so I feel like on behalf of pastors, you know, that is if, if you're watching this and you're like cynical the whole time, and you're just like cussing us out the whole time, you know, like on behalf of pastors, man, I just want to say, I'm sorry. Like that was, that was not a kingdom culture, you know, that was a church culture that was trying to do it in our own strength, you know, and uh, it's rough, you know, Tristan, I know like you're young, but you know, we, we've seen it, you know, you've seen it. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, yeah, I feel like there's an invitation uh, for us all to just, to get healed up, to be, illuminated to be awakened mm-hmm. um and to be a part of this kingdom culture and seeing heaven invade earth you know yeah so yeah. and loving man if we're if yo if, think about it man if if we're just like loving like jesus if we could just love like jesus what would that do to our culture what would that do to our communities our cities if we could just love like Jesus, you know, and, and just become that personification of peace and of justice, of mercy, um, of grace, of wisdom, oh man, of faithfulness and of holiness. Forget about what would our churches look like? What would our communities look like? You know, what would our schools, what would our libraries, what would our supermarkets look like if the people of God just loved like Jesus, you know? Mm. And uh, man, I'm hungry for that, you know? And Tristan, I, I know like there's a hunger in you. I can see it, you know, I can feel it just from you. There's a hunger in you. The, the, and I know that one of the biggest reasons why you do this is because you have this insatiable hunger to learn, um, to be more like Jesus and, and, and to grow perpetually, 
you know, that we can't ever get to a, a, a point where it's like, okay, we've, we finally, we've graduated and now I'm like Jesus. So now I can move on. It's like, man, there is always more, there's always more levels. And so Tristan, man, that's what blesses me about you is your hunger to always find the more to, to say, Lord, increase my capacity for more. Mm. Like I, I want more, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's the important thing is just, I didn't, I didn't used to be like that. I mean, when I first accepted him, I had no idea about the Bible. I didn't read. Like, I was just like, I think yeah. I grew up, I grew up in the church at times with my family. And um, I think I thought that to be a Christian, you just had to go to church. But then I realized that it's more than that. It's like, I put aside Christianity. I'd rather have a relationship with him than a religion. Come on. Come on. And um, as I started to seek a relationship, I mean, you know, when you seek, you'll find like we have not because we ask not. So I, I asked him, I was like, Lord, I want to have a relationship with you, but I cannot read. Like, I, I hate reading God and um, opened my eyes uh, during the Randy Clark conference. And I read every day. I've just been in, 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 and my eyes are just like, like, it's like I'm taking in something that is just changing me daily. It's kind of like just washing me clean of all this different stuff that I'm going through and um, past depression. I used to have anxiety, like um it's just so important to have that to have that relationship with him because if i didn't have it i don't know where i'd be you know so that's why I, why i reach out to him so much that's why i pour my heart into this you know that's why i yeah. i pour my heart into people because he loved me first so i gotta love everybody else you know because mm -hmm. that's what he calls us to do you know Come on. um and the church hurt thing is a real thing i mean i i i'm in a church right now that is going through a lot a lot you know i've told you a little bit um and I see people get offended and I see them, yeah. I see them leave and then talk bad. And I see them, I see people that used to go to the church that tell me, Tristan, you know, after that, um, I stopped believing in God. And I'm like, so you gave up on God because somebody hurt you. Hmm. And it just shows that like how strong, how like we are, he's in us and we're supposed to be showing what he's like to people. And if, if people look at us like, cause they can't see him physically. So they see him through us. And if we're not representing him, right. Yeah. People will, they'll lose an opportunity to spend eternity with him. Mm. No. Yeah. Those conversations are so real too. You know, like mm -hmm. having those conversations, I was hiking one time and, uh, and instead I felt like the Lord was, was telling me just listen. Like, just, just listen to him. Don't try to, don't try to like interrupt him and say, well, but the Lord or, but the word or, but, but the Holy spirit, you know, just like, just listen to him. And so I was hiking and, and I'm like, so what was it? You know, what happened? And then he told me this story and, uh, but the Holy spirit was just so, and, and I really wanted to talk. I really wanted to like, make a case for why I felt like he was wrong. And, and, but, but I was just like, I just got to listen. I just got to hear the heart, you know, hear the heart of what happened because it's going to help me know, you know, it's going to help me to, to understand, you know, I want to seek to understand. I don't want to, I don't want to just like, you know, listen to talk. I want to like, listen to understand. Yeah. And, uh, and so we poured out his heart 
And then I remember thinking, you know, that was, I, I get it though. I, I totally get it. You know, I, I feel like I've been that person to hurt people. Like I, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I'm sure that I have offended so many people, you know, like I'm sure yesterday when I preached, I probably offended people. And, um, and I didn't mean to, you know, I, I just, but I've also been on the other hand where it's like, man, I've been hurt by, I've been hurt by some other leaders. I've been burned out by some other leaders. Um, so it's real, you know, to have those conversations, I think is really important. Um, and just not always to come back with a, like, a, well, but the Lord, but the Lord, but the Lord, you know, and, and here's what we're going to do right now. We're going to make a prophetic declaration and, and maybe so, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit is leading you to do that. Um, but I feel like listening to those conversations is so powerful, you know. Jesus had those conversations. He had that conversation with a woman in Samaria, you know. It was a conversation. It wasn't just him taking over the conversation and, and, and coming out with it and saying, you Samaritan woman, you're living with, you know, this hus this guy and he's not your husband. You've had four other husbands and, and shame on you. And, and But what he did is he just had a conversation that transformed a life that transformed a city, you know? And so it's like, Holy Spirit, are you causing us now to have those conversations, you know? Something that I pray for every morning before we start service. Um, you know, I just took over this new lead position at my church. Like, and I was a little nervous, you know, I felt unqualified. My mentor removed and I was just like, God, what are you doing right now? You know, I'm nervous about this, but, um, you know, I've had to figure out that, like, you know, he's with me, so I need to invite him into that situation. So I pray over everybody now. I'm like, before we even start anything, you know, rehearsals, I say, God, I say you bring everybody that comes in here today and experiences us on stage, experiences our worship, experience everything. They encounter you like you did at the well, with the Samaritan woman that they pour out, they like you see, they know that you see everything in them and it blows them away. And they run throughout the city telling what happened at the church, what happened here where they encountered Jesus Christ for the first time. And he, the man that knew everything about them yeah, and the man that loves everything about them, you know? And I see, I see a switch in the atmosphere, you know, when that happens, like, because it's hosting his presence, it's hosting that encounter, you know? And yeah. I think a lot of time we pray that people come into the church, you know, God bring people to the church so they can hear this message I have for them. Right. That's not what it's about. Right. They're coming into the church to be in community and be in the body. Yes, there's a word. Yes, we, the pastor has a word for you that is from God. But I think I've been touched more during the worship. Like, I'll give you a, a time. I was at Bethel and I was in worship and I was like crying profusely. And I was like, Lord, like, I'm sorry, forgive me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is the worst. I don't know why I'm crying right now. And I'm praying and I have my hands up and someone pushes my hands down and hugs me. And I didn't know who it was, you know? And I asked my mom and dad later, I was like, did someone hug me during worship? Nobody touched you, son. Wow. You know? But it was like through that, and I run and tell everybody about it. I'm telling everybody right now, like uh -huh. I encountered oh. God. And the funny thing about that hug is it felt like a mother's hug. It felt so comforting, Wow. you know, wow. and I felt just warm and felt everything was going to be okay, you know, and that that's an encounter with him. Like 
he knows what I've done in my life, you know, and I've not been perfect. I've made mistakes greater than anybody and I'm only 20, you know, like I, I'm not worthy of his love, but he loves me anyways. You know, he, he comes and hugs me when I'm crying, you know, he hears the cry of his people. Like, yeah, it's so beautiful, you know? And so that's, that's why I need, like, that's why I pray for that. And so that people have that experience because it changes your life. You know, the word may change your life. You may say, you know what? I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but then walk throughout your life. You go home to that same situation that you faced before you came into that room and then you forget everything. You forget where you left it. And then you you just walk without the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's where he says, like, you'll do things in my name. You'll, you'll do this, but I'll say I never knew you. You know, yeah. that's the scariest thing is he'll never know you. Like, that's why relationships are so important. But religion puts the emphasis on be in the church. How about we be how about we be in the Bible with God in worship constantly, just at night, maybe like get in that room with him, be in his presence, soak in his presence, just leave it there, you know, leave your your worries, your your weight at the feet of Jesus, you know. I felt like the Lord spoke to me one time too. It's like uh I I I was really struggling. This was probably about five, almost six years ago. Uh, I actually went on sabbatical and uh, and it wasn't a pretty sabbatical time. It was like, I need this to survive. I didn't want to even go back to church. And, uh, and I remember thinking like, Lord, how am I going to get past this problem? Can you make this problem go away? And, um, and I remember like encountering the Lord in such a way where where i felt the holy spirit say when when my heaven invades your situation there'll be wisdom for solutions you know like being in that presence transform like let me let me say it this way i'm i'm probably like all over the place right now <laughs> but because i allowed myself to be encountered because i allowed myself to just to be stripped down, to, to be cut, to be uh, just in, in his presence, surrendered all. I felt like he, he showed me that it's, there's, now I have a solution. Now I have solutions to problems. Mm-hmm. Now I have the anointing for solutions, you know, where it's, it's not only like, Lord, I want to completely avoid this situation, but, but now it's like when, I don't want to leave the church because when I go home, I'm going to have to face a solution and I don't want to face a solution. Um, I, I, I just, I just want to put my head in the sand and that's it. But I felt like the, the, the Lord says when that, when heaven invades earth, you know, you'll have kingdom solutions. You'll have these anointed solutions that you, that you will be a, a man or a woman that is anointed to make wise decisions, you know? Mm. And, um, and so it's, it's all part of this like kingdom culture. You know, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm hungry, man. I'm so hungry. There's something happening right now within our youth group, and I feel like it's not just this church, but um, it's the church. You know, I, I'm hearing from my friends' churches a couple hours north, and and I'm seeing like in other churches around. You know, um, you know, in Texas they just had Gen Z for Jesus, and there's something happening in our youth right now. Um, that that they are they are hungry for the real thing they are not hungry for a man-made event you know they are hungry and when the kingdom of heaven invades their sphere 
they know it's the real thing. And, and it's not this like, I'm trying to pretend, I'm trying to work something up in my own strength. It is the legit move of God. And I'm hungry for more of that. And I'm hungry for that in my supermarkets and in the malls. And when I go into the food court and I just, you know, I'm hungry for it. Mm. You know, I'm hungry for the move of God to just change people. Yeah. Why? Because I've been changed, man. You've been changed, you know? Yeah. Um, and so if I can feel like this, I just, I want everybody to feel like this. Yeah. But it's good stuff, man. So good. Um, yeah. That hunger is super important too. I mean, you can't, can't, how do I say it? How do you build friendships with people? You're hungry to be around them. You want to be, you yeah. want to be, you want to go out. You want to go to this, you want to go to this party with them. You want to go out to eat with them. You know, I want to be around you to develop relationship, communicate with you. Yeah. A lot of people aren't like that with Jesus. Like we're like, oh, I have to go pray. <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> like it's some obligatory, like, I've got to, I've got to pray now, or I've got to, you know, the worship team is up there. So I've got to worship now, or I've got to like, listen to this word for 45 minutes, or I've, I've got to, you know, and it's, yeah. it's like, man, when we are in love with Jesus, we are invited into the intimacy mm. and no longer do we want to hold on to anything else. We just want to come before him completely undone. You know, that relationship is so key, you know, and so well, good. Man. Wow. Well, I'm so honored to have you on, man. This was, this was so good. And, um, I, I'd love for you to just talk about the worship nights that we're planning yeah, to do, um, just yeah. so that we can give everybody a little bit of heads up and just what to expect, you know? Yeah. So honestly, when you came to me, the first time and you proposed that to me mm -hmm. um i was like oh man i don't know yes yes i'll do it and then i was like oh is that ego talking is that like i don't want to make this about me mm -hmm. um so i was like i was praying on it and uh and then while i was praying on it somebody invited me um to to, to do worship uh for a conference mm -hmm. and um and I'm like, okay, I, I feel like I just want to bring the atmosphere of Jesus wherever I go, whether I have a guitar in my hands or not, you know? And so I'm really, I'm really stoked for this. We're going to do a, a weekly, um, just kind of like a worship moment, you know? And uh, when I lead worship, uh, I, I don't, I don't follow the rules, you know, I, I, I don't, I kind of break the rules of like where the song goes or I just love being in the presence of God, mm -hmm. whether we are singing verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. I, I just, man, I love, I love worshiping. And uh, there's something that happens in our worship, you know, warfare against the enemy, against the darkness. And I love it. But so we're going to do that on Fridays um, and we're just going to, we're just going to see what the Holy Spirit does. Yes. You know, with no rules. Um, we're just going to worship and encounter the Lord because that's, we're just hungry for it. Yep. And everybody's invited. You don't have to be, you don't have to have your hashtag church clothes on to do it. You know, this is like, just come before the Lord broken yep. and let him heal you. Come before the Lord completely upside down and let him turn you around. You know, come before the Lord angry at him. 
and let him just come as the mother just to wrap you know the mother or the father to wrap wrap his arms around you you know so good so it's gonna be good i'm looking forward to it uh and just let the lord be the lord and and i'm just gonna be an instrument that's all it's gonna be good man it's gonna be good i'm ready for it and uh yeah. i'm just excited but i'm super honored would you mind praying for everybody today before we i'd love to yeah thank you lord thank you holy spirit for your time lord thank you holy spirit that you have that you have called us and you're calling us out and even right now father you're you're calling us out and, and some of us listening to this some of us uh father there's a great calling to just be your hands and feet there's a great calling to be the coming together but also the sending out and so lord we just we say yes to you once again and father maybe some of us even for the first time we say yes to lord yes to you lord use us father call us out um i, I pray that first of all first and foremost father that we would lean into this double-edged sword that we would lean into the sharp and the and the living and the active word of god that it would that it would um pull away anything that it would eradicate anything in our hearts that doesn't need to be there and father i pray that we would become to look uh more like you jesus i just want to look more like you yeah. jesus i want to when i'm squeezed i want you to come out i i just want when 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 i'm squeezed when when i am when i am pressed father i i want to to know you so much that your wisdom, that your peace, that your love, that your grace, that your that your mercy comes out. Father, I, I want to become, I want to live a life that is more like you. And so, Lord, I pray for the people within the sound of my voice that also have that desire. Mm -hmm. Father, we desire to live more like you, not to be like a church leader, not to be like, Father, we don't, we don't, we don't choose or, or we, we don't desire to be like another mega church but father we just desire to be your local church father we desire to be your church and, and just like peter the apostle you said upon this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail so father we choose to be your church to go into all the world and to declare and to demonstrate the gospel in love in purity father and righteousness mm. And God, we just thank you so much. I, pr I pray that there would be a greater anointing on any church leaders, on any on any uh, salesmen that are listening. How can I change the world? I'm just a salesman. You are anointed to preach, to demonstrate the gospel to a mother that might be just listening to this. And, and how can I change the world? I'm just a mom. You are a mom. You are raising future. You, you are raising warriors. Come on. You are raising the future generation um to speak the truth so mothers we just we just pray for a mother anointing fathers a father anointing upon you mm. and god we thank you that you have called us for such a time as this yes god. so lord anoint us anoint us father we ask this all in your in your son's holy name jesus amen 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 all right. Well, thank you, bro. I'm so excited. This is so good. I can't wait for what God's going to do through us. But we love you guys. So good, man. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you can stay up to date with all Bethel Moments content.